What is self-awareness? What's going on? Right, this is a specialist, and today I wanted to talk about self-awareness. What I think it really means, what I think it isn't, what I think it is, things like this. And I want to do another episode after this one, so... Um, at least my that's my plan, at least. That doesn't mean it's going to happen, but that's my plan. Um, so, what is self-awareness? How does it work? How do you cultivate it? What does that look like? Um, so, self-awareness, or what you could call characteristics or understanding you know, characteristic understanding or trait based understanding is the ability to become aware of one's strength and weakness and using that understanding in everyday life things like this right so give me an example let's say you're you're working on a project and you notice that you're getting you're tired, maybe you're getting unmotivated to do this project, and you're like, well, let's just kind of, like, force my way through this, right? Um, nothing necessarily wrong with doing it that way, but one of the things you you can do by, one of the things that happens by doing this is that you actually end up making yourself more tired in some ways in the end by doing it like this, right? And so self-awareness is the ability to notice that tiredness, use that ability, use that and go, oh, maybe I should take a little break. Doesn't mean that I stop working on this. Maybe I work on it less. Maybe I focus on it less, put less tension into the focusing that I'm doing on this. Things like this, right? Um, So you're basically learning how to work with what you have been given as far as skills and strengths and weaknesses and levels of energy and things like this, right? So, another example, this is actually something that's moderately recent, something I've been doing is, um, you know, I, I actually tend to have a better time creating and understanding things at night. So what I've been doing lately is um, going to bed, one regular hours, right, whatever that is, right, 8, 9, 10, and then waking up about around 2 or 3, usually about 3. 3.30, and just kind of sitting there thinking, maybe reading a little bit, um, so that I have some time in silence to just sit and think, you know, whereas, you know, for, and the reason why I do it this way is because I'm, typically speaking, a night person, so if you are a night person, one thing you might be struggling with is insomnia, because you might have a family or you might have um, a a judgment or an, a should that says that I should be like everybody else and sleep at night, right? But your body is, no matter what you would want, is doing the opposite because it is, isn't based on, in that uh, state of mind. It's not based in daytime. It's based in night. Night gives you more energy, things like this, right? So what you have to learn how to do is find a way of getting that nighttime energy. And sometimes the best way of doing that is actually to wake up earlier. Uh, Three, 
for you know you, you go to bed you know ten eleven whatever you wake up three four you take a nap at like whatever time right five and then wake up at seven and eat whatever it depends on what your schedule is it depends on what you're doing as well things like this you know anymore there's plenty of ways of working it's you don't have to necessarily do a nine to five as well things like this right like it's as a job you could do a nighttime job you could do jobs online something like this right and so you can <clears throat> work with rather than against this uh characteristic of yours of being a night person for instance to give you like a basic example of how this works um so basically it's it's kind of like a bell matters of fact right you know like a fact or a seeming fact like a fact is something like a dog crosses crosses a street right that's a fact that's something you can look at and go oh yeah that dog is crossing the street or the dog is sniffing a, a another dog or whatever you know something like this right um doesn't mean it's necessarily absolutely true in the absolute sense, but it's a matter of fact. We can say that it seems to be, at the very least, it seems to be this way. Um, and we can always look deeper and, like, question and go, oh, is this actually a fact? Is this actually true? But, like, you know, we're looking for matters of fact. We're not looking for emotions here. We're not looking for a judgment. We're not looking for, you know, things like this, right? Whereas what we normally do <clears throat> is we have a response we give in to that response right if we judge some if we have an emotional uh response we're triggered by something we work on that we, we uh respond with that triggered mindset and we judge and we go how dare they be like this or whatever you know things like this versus self-awareness where it's it's not like this um doesn't mean you're never going to do this ever again, but your goal is not to give in to these responses, but to understand what's happening and to work with that understanding, right? Like if you know that certain things make you sad, not to, to engage in those things, or at least not to engage in those things <clears throat> as often or as destructively or whatever the case might be. Just depends on where you are, things like this, right? And so basically with self-awareness, we're doing something. So it's about the fact. It's about the fact of the situation. It's not about the judgment you have. It's not about the emotion you have. It's not about the story that you're selling yourself. Um, if the story is based on these things. You almost have to. What you almost have to learn how to do is to become proactive with your uh, life, right? In a sense, because normally what what happens is an emotion happens. You respond based on that emotion, and then that's it. But we're doing what we're doing here. What we're talking about now is something different. Where emotion and emotion happens, we notice that emotion. We notice why that emotion happens. Um, we notice. 
what happens when we act on emotions from past moments or whatever, and then we act accordingly, right? Which means probably doing the opposite of whatever the emotion tells us to do in most cases. Um, and a metric to basically help you do this is consequence versus result. I've talked about this before. You know, you have a, you want a result of, let's say, getting, having peace of mind. But you have judgments, you have uh, tri- moments where you're triggered or whatever. And so you get the consequence of anger, upset, being triggered, and not peace of mind. That's basically what we're referring to here when we're going into this acting accordingly thing. Um, really what we're trying to do, really a lot of this is counter-intuitive. It's, ta- it's counter-self. Um, because the self, and this is something, something I want to talk about in an episode, but the self is emotion-based, in many cases, judgment-based, things like this. Whereas what we're doing is we're going counter to that, and we're not giving into those judgments. We're not giving into those emotions. Doesn't mean those judgments or emotions are no longer there, but we're doing. We're going against the grain of those emotions and judgments. Basically, that's that's basically what we're doing. Um, so, why become aware? Why become self-aware? What's the point uh, of doing this? Well, why should I do this? Right, and honestly. It, it 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 all depends on you because if you if you're fine where you are in life if you don't think having judgments or uh, if you don't think that responding with your emotions is 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 a problem you know keep doing what you're doing I mean there are problems with doing it that way and there are definitely consequences but if you don't see any problem with doing it that way necessarily no 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 amount of me convincing you is going to help you to to stop doing this. All I can tell you is that there are going to be certain consequences for doing this, right? Um, things like this, right? So why do this? Well, that's something you almost have to answer for yourself. Because no amount of me answering this question for you is going to get you to understand this, uh, the, the um purpose of self-awareness, the value of self-awareness, and the value of proactive self, um, what's the word I'm going to use here, proactive self, I wouldn't use the word restraint, probably closer would be like something like proactive self, uh, I don't know exactly, but like basically we're both, we're going proactive on things, right? Instead of giving into a judgment or instead of giving into a response or whatever, you know. For instance, another example is like a, a um, say you're one of those people who have moments where you're like, oh, I'm gonna fail this test or whatever, right? So. Normally, what what normally seems well, I, I wouldn't say normally, but like what often se- seems to happen or can happen 
or usually will happen, honestly, depending on who you are and depending on your level of proactive self. Uh, I'm not real sure what the word would be, but proactive self-awareness, perhaps. Um, but depending on that level you have of proactive self-awareness, you are going to be doing one of these things, right? So you have this idea, oh, no, I'm going to fail this test. You're, you're taking, you, you, you're studying for a test and you have this idea, right? So, typically speaking, what will happen at that point in many cases, not most, maybe not even all, but most, many cases, I'd probably say most cases, but depends. I'd say many cases, not most, but many. Um, what will happen is that you will have that thought and then you go, oh no, and you'll feed that thought with more thoughts about this and more emotions about this and you will get more and more and more upset about this right um versus a proactive self-aware person what what they will do is they will notice that thought they may notice the emotional response to that thought and they go and then they would find a way of working around or with that in some way doesn't mean that you give into that emotion. Doesn't mean that you even necessarily listen to that emotion because the emotion may be wrong. The idea that you will fail this test may be wrong, but you work with it in some way. Like, how many times have I failed a test? Why? How can I deal with not failing this test? How how can I not fail this current test or whatever it is? Right? Things like this. So you're becoming proactive with it versus going, oh no, I'm gonna fail the test. I'm gonna, I'm such a loser. You know this kind of thing, right? Um, <clears throat> you're basically going against the grain of the self. That's really what it all involves in many cases. So, anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode. And I will talk to you next time.